Welcome to the Human Design and Beyond podcast with your hosts, Leslie Wegleitner and Lori Wakefield. In these podcasts, we discuss all things related to human design. It's here where we share our knowledge, insights, and experiences. Join us as we dive into authentic conversations about letting go of resistance, identifying conditioning, and so much more. Our goal for you is to live in alignment with your unique human design. These quick bouts of inspiration will bring forward things to contemplate about your individual charts and inspire experiences in your everyday life to support your journey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lori. Hi, everyone. This is Leslie. So today we're going to talk about the G Center, and um, we're going to do it the way we the way we've done the other uh, ep- the other um, podcast episodes for the for the Nine Center. Being, um, I'm going to talk about like just give an overview of the center, and then uh, Leslie's going to talk about an undefined G Center, and I'm going to talk about a defined G Center. So um, the themes for the uh, the G Center are love, identity, and direction. And the G Center, there are eight gates in the G Center. Um, four of them are, are gates of direction. It's gate one, 13, and seven, 13, seven, and two. And then the gates of love are gates 15, 10, 25, and 46. So about, about half the population has a defined and undefined. I mean, actually, it's the um, the statistics have been somewhere like around 57% defined, 43% undefined. So it's, it's about even. Um, so I, Leslie, do you want to, I think one thing I was going to, yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. One thing I was going to say about the, about the G center too, is that it's the, um, coming down from, from the head center through the, the Ajna and the throat center, the G, the G center is the only center for, um, internal authority that, um, that a projector can have. Um, it's the only type that can have uh, that the um, self-projected authority. So not that that, not that that matters all that. I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing to bring up. Um, so I, Leslie, do you want to um, start talking about the undefined G center? Sure. So as Lori mentioned, there's um, 43% of the people or thereabouts has the undefined um, G-Center. And uh, one of the aspects to really um, hone in or to know is invite how important environment is for these, for the open Gs. Um, and if your environment is incorrect, then the people that you're with are also, is also incorrect, um, which is if you're not in the correct place, then to thrive is really challenging for you. And this can be as simple as where you're going out to eat, uh, where you're sitting at work, the direction that you park your car, you place your bed, um, which kind of seems like a little bit like of overthinking. But in knowing and having these correct places or placement of things, uh, you really will, um, your whole it changes the environment that you're in. So it changes how you um, perceive the environment that you're in also. So you can at, and if that those things are not correct, then your relationships, your career, your community is all going to, you know, not be correct also. Um, so paying close to the, uh, attention to how a place makes you feel is really important, like really to feel in that body and see 
the direction that you're taking feels correct. Um, and, uh, and doing, you know, obviously practicing that strategy and authority uh, to get you to acknowledge, you know, how you feel in the body and how you can stay attuned to that. Um, sorry, I'm kind of stumbling. I'm just oh, it's okay. trying to get across like the, the sensation in the body. It, it's just it's a feeling. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's like, yeah. you know, you know, when you're in the right place and when you're not. You can yeah, just so attuning to that kind of more of a relaxed feel in your environment. Right. And then, um, so if you're questioning, you know, your purpose, your direction, or, you know, the love relationship you're in, um, it's kind of like a signpost to let you know that, that something's not feeling right and something needs to change. But one aspect to remember with that also is um, being the undefined G, you're going to amplify the defined Gs that are around you. So in that amplification, if that person isn't correct for you, then that's what you're amplifying. So to really know um, what is yours and what isn't, and to, then to be able to kind of release that, um, if it's not yours, to be able to release it so that you can align to, to you know, you and your correct place and space and, and people that you want to surround yourself with. Um, so also... Um, if the G is undefined, the uh, the gates waiting to be activated are themes. So this is if your your G center is undefined, and then you have like hanging gates. Um, just to know that that will activate, it will be activated through the people around you and the transits in your um, also. And this energy is not going to be consistent for you, so you can't really rely upon it to make decisions. But it provides. Um, enough consistency to kind of bring the lessons that you are here to learn um, and bring forth with your love direction and how you're, um, you know, predisposed to be. So if you have an open G and it has nothing hanging off of it, no hanging gates, um, just know that it's really important for you to use that authority uh, and strategy and to be operating correctly because otherwise you will fall into um, deep conditioning and then you won't be living out your life you'll be living out somebody else's life so you um that's really important to be aware of and i think that's all i really have to share um with that i can give a couple examples if yeah um i was going to add a few things though uh, before you before you give the examples yeah. if you don't mind okay so so um people who have an undefined g center um can be um kind of like chameleons they can they can blend in and adapt to different environments um and and like become like because because they are so open they can become like the people in the environment they can uh you know what i'm saying like 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 you yeah. you probably know people like that where it's just like when they're around certain people, like they change, like they become somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like I had I, a friend of mine, um, we were talking about human design stuff and, and I was talking about an open G center and he's like, he really has a lot of openness in his chart, but, but the G center is one of his uh, open centers. And he's like, wow, like, like that, that is like, he's like, he's like, I always wondered why it was like that. Like, I just feel like a chameleon sometimes. And, and I, so yeah, it's um, it's it's kind of funny, you know, like because they can't help it. I mean, it's not 
you know, it's, it's just, they're just open. It's just, they, they don't have a fixed identity. So, um, things are just different for them. I mean, it's hard, like, cause you and I are both defined, so it's hard to understand that. But anyway, another thing I was going to say about, about, um, people who have an undefined G center, they have, um, they'll sometimes like on a subconscious level, they'll seek people who have a defined G center because it can help them feel more secure about mm-hmm. their identity and their sense of direction. So, um, you know, and then, right. well, you were going to give a couple of examples. So, so if you wanted to do that, but I was going to say something about like, like if you, okay, if you have like, because you, while well, you were going to talk about something, I don't want to like, like if you have like two people who have gates that meet together, that go together to define it, like that's so weird because like, then like when they're not around each other, they both have it open, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think one of the examples that you were going to talk about kind of goes yeah. into, yeah. And and another thing is to kind of keep in mind is how that G becomes defined for the open G. So um, for me, uh, I can be around people and being that it's connected to my throat, they're talking my talk, right? It's like mm-hmm. they're picking up on the frequencies that I carry to my throat. So they're you know, identifying with what I'm um, saying. And, and then all of a sudden they can turn around and be talking to somebody else. And I hear them totally contradicting what they just said to me. <laughs> right. And I used to get so frustrated, like what is happening? But like, then I'm like, who are oh, you? I get it. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I get it. I mean, there'd be significant people. Like it was my ex in my life. And I'm like, but you were just saying that two seconds ago. Um, and then just to kind of also be aware of that, because that's pretty fascinating to watch. So, you know, if someone is um, defined, um, you know, into the ego, what that would bring. But right. anyways, that's a big rabbit hole to fall down. So we'll just <laughs> we'll yeah. kind of side pass that. But um, yeah, so one of the examples like you kind of were talking about is my son and his girlfriend just moved to Tennessee. And they both have open G's, but electromagnetically, which means they both have um, part of a channel that defines their G's together. Um, So when they're together, they have this comfort and this knowing of, you know, direction. They're in love with each other, you know, their purpose of why they went to Tennessee and, you know, it was all laid out and very clear. And as they've been there, they've been living in Airbnbs and trying to decide, you know, if they're going to continue being in Tennessee or, you know, coming home or what the, what's going to happen is my son is a CrossFit athlete. And so he is in, at a gym with all the elites and um, he's in the environment that these, you know, people are serious about CrossFit. I mean, this is their goal. They're making it to the games. They're there, you know, four to six hours a day They're and he's realizing how much he missed that when he was back home, he was at a gym that he pretty much had was doing the workouts himself and was at the gym all by himself, four to six hours pushing in and making this happen. And his girlfriend that is there, um, has got an online job, but she is not liking it. (laughs) She's, she's not feeling, uh, the community at the gym. It's a big gym. And Spencer is like, well, that's going to take time to build, you know, friendships and build, you know, relationships with people. So he's willing to put that in and knowing, but knowing 
the environment is completely correct for him where his girlfriend is just not not, yeah she's you know she's very much a socialite she needs that connection now um and it's not really happening for her so it's really interesting you know he's a generator so through questioning you know through questions i could get him to kind of get clarity around um how he feels and so i think what's gonna transpire is he's gonna stay and she's going to come back home um, and pursue, you know, another career choice or whatever. But that's a, like a, it's been really fun to watch because with the open G's and then coming together in relationship, having a defined G, and yet they still have to find their, you know, right. direction and What's what right. is best yeah. for them. And to really yeah. get that clarity and being, you know, one's a projector, one's a generator and their process is so, so different. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, yeah, so that was, and then just another uh, really quick example, um, someone that I, I did a reading for um, has been an engineer his whole life, uh, pretty much retiring. And he's talking about becoming, <laughs> wanting to join a biker gang, wanting to be wow. a bullfighter, um, open, completely open G, right? And I'm just sitting there listening to him kind of giggling because I'm like, wow, that's a huge shift within your identity, your direction, yeah. your purpose. And he's constantly, you know, I'm in, he's living in, in, you know, one state and then he's moving to another state and he's just not finding, but he, you know, I was trying to get him to understand those, you know, strategy and authority, strategy and authority. Don't just jump into these different places and uh, environments because you're feeling drawn because you saw something on TV. (laughs) Someone was talking about it, read it in a magazine. (laughs) That looked really kind of fun. So off they go, Um, you know, but yeah, so that was just another uh, really kind of a fun experience to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We had that other... That other example with your friend when you guys went to the, what was it? The oh, sound healing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was um, two healing rooms to choose from. They each had this sound healing egg. They're called the eggs. Yeah, and Um, she has an open G center. Yep, she has a completely open G center. And we're standing outside, and I'm looking at the two rooms as this woman is kind of describing, you know, the little subtle differences between the two. And I had, I was really neutral. I'm looking at him going, it really doesn't matter. And then I remembered, oh, you know, she's got an open G. So I said to her, you know, I think you need to choose which one feels better for you. And she knew exactly which one to go to. And um, it was really kind of fun to see because she kind of lit up when I asked her because I think she knew which one she wanted. But I don't think she was really going to express that to me. Right. So when I said it, and then when she came walking out of the room, she's like, oh, I knew I needed to be in that room. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, that was kind of another fun example to yeah. just be aware of when you are. And if you know someone's an open G and you're not. So, yeah. So, okay. So I guess, well, I mean, did you have anything else you want to add or you want to move on to the Define G Center? No, you can. Yep, we can hop okay. right into the defined. Yep. Okay. So, so the with the defined G center, uh, Leslie and I both have a defined. There's um, and we'll we'll give a couple of examples. Uh, but the energy with that, there's a there's a fixed and reliable self identity or identity. Um, they have a, a sense of being lovable, of being loved, and a, a sense of what's correct for them as far as direction. 
So um, one thing I was I was uh, talking about when we were talking about the undefined is that um, people who have it open can be kind of chameleons. Um, and like with with somebody who has it defined, you're not going to find that they're they're going to they're going to be pretty consistent. You know, I mean, I mean, everybody, you know, has. Uh, you know, everybody is a little bit different, probably about, about around different people, you know, to some extent, but, but with the, somebody who has a defined G center, it's going to be, they're going to be more consistent regardless of who they're with and, and what environment they're in. Um, so I, and another thing too, is that like, um, they're not really followers, they're, they're like the type that um, they're not going to jump on the bandwagon or go along with the crowd. Um, They're, they're, and they're more, I think um, just because they they have that strong sense of sense of identity. It's it's like, they, they know, you know, if they're following their strategy and authority, they know what's correct for them. And, um, you know, so they're not going to be as swayed or influenced by things. Um, Yeah. So one thing I, I like an example that I was going to give, I, is it, it, it's when I was in first grade, um, I was, I was seven years old. And the reason why I was thinking about like this example, um, is because it, like, it, it shows that like, if you look back throughout your, like, when you find out like different things in your human design and you look back throughout your life, there are going to be certain things that you're going to see that have always been there. They've always been the way that you are. So, um, my definition is through um, through channel uh, I, through the channel ten twenty and um, the thirty four ten. So um, the one I was going to talk about really like I it, it it's the thirty four ten. It's the it's the um, channel of following your own convictions, and um, like I've always been like this throughout my life where I have I like if I, if I feel strongly about something, it's like I don't give an sh like who's around me or, and not in an obnoxious way at all, but like who's around me or um, like, if I'm going to stand up for something, I'll stand up for it. And I, and it's like, I'm not worried about like what somebody's going to say or what they're going to do. Um, Cause I feel that strongly about it. So anyway, the, the example that I was going to give, it was like, I was seven years old and um, there was this kid in my first grade class and I used to tutor him and his name was Marty. And so we, we, I, uh, move our desks out into the hallway and I tutored him in reading. And so like when he would do a good job, I would, I would bring bubble gum with me. And so like when he did a good job, I'd give him a piece of bubble gum. So, um, so anyway, we were, uh, we were out um, on the playground after lunch. All the kids from school were out after we had lunch. And I, there was a kid, a, a girl who was on one of the swings and she was all by herself. And I don't know, she just looked kind of sad to me, I think. And, like I like I was a friendly kid. I mean, I, I I would like go up and talk to people, and um, I wasn't shy in that way. And anyway, so I got on the swing next to her, and we were just kind of swinging in the swings. And and I anyway, um, Marty and his brother, she was probably a couple years older than me, but anyway, Marty and his brother and his brother's friend, and his brother was maybe a couple years older. They came by and and they um, they started making fun of the other girl who was on the swing because she was like she was kind of overweight. And I, I got really upset about it and I got off the swing and I went up to him and I was like, I walked right, like even with this two, the two other people there. And I was like, I was like, Marty, I was like, if you don't stop making fun of her, I'm not going to give you any more bubble gum. And I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he kind of looked at me, but like, he knew I meant what I said, you know, right. and I, I don't know. It was just kind of, it was kind of funny, but 
Um, not really. It wasn't. I felt bad for the girl. So, um, but that's just an example. Like, I mean, everybody, like you have definition from another channel. So, so the way that yours is, is going to be expressed a little bit differently. Um, did you want to share that, Leslie? Well, you actually have, yeah. you actually have two channels, don't you? I do. I have the um, channel 214, channel of the beat, and then channel 18, channel of inspiration. And so, you know, they are individual also within the individual circuitry, but um, what they're both conscious and unconscious defined. So one gates conscious, one gates unconscious in, in both those channels. So what I'm finding, um, sometimes it takes me to actually be moving in the direction or um, to actually get clarity. So mm-hmm. because it's undefined, um, I'm not always aware, I guess, mm-hmm. or, you know, until I'm actually doing or I'm around the people or I'm in the environment and then I'll get the hit. I mean, it'll be very, very obvious, but it takes a little bit more um, to maybe come to the clarity and, you know, using strategy and authority is helpful, but sometimes still it's like even as simple as, you know, going to dinner. Um, I'll think, yeah, you know, I want to go to dinner. And then as I'm moving that direction, I'll realize mm, I don't want to go to dinner. I don't want to go to dinner there. You know, maybe it's mm-hmm. not the food that I want or something. So just something else to kind of be aware of if, you know, if you're defined, if your G center is defined, but it's unconsciously defined. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, because my one and my two are both unconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's uh, that's something that um, is interesting. Like with the whole chart, I mean, I mean the the personality side or the conscious side, the the black numbers, um, those are the ones that that we feel like that's like who we are. That's that's how you know. But then we've got this other side, the the unconscious side that you know, like like what we attempt to do throughout our lives is like bring the two together, even though they can be very different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we try yeah, to bring so it together, then, and and a lot of times, like with the unconscious, I mean, it's stuff that we're we're not aware. That's why it's called the unconscious, and it's sometimes or a lot of times like things that other people will notice in us before we notice in, in ourselves. So, right, right, yeah. and I, I do have the gate twenty five, love of spirit, um, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I'm such a romantic. I mean, I love the Hallmark movies and. <laughs> And that's one thing. So, and that's conscious in my chart. So, oh, I'm very, very aware of. I'm all about, you know, being romanticized, and you know, in my dream world of all that lovey dovey, yeah. and, and really seeing people, um, you know, that unconditional love aspect of that, mm-hmm. of that gate too. So, but right. yeah, so it's kind of fun to play with. <laughs> yeah. So one thing I was going to say that I didn't mention, um, like with the, did were you finished, Leslie? Sorry, I was. Yeah. Okay. So one thing I was going to mention with, with the defined, um, G center, like an unhealthy expression of it can be like where, and this is just from not following strategy and authority. It's where you initiate like a new direction in your life or, um, or like a new love relationship when it's coming from the, from your mind, instead of by using Mm. your strategy and authority that that's not gonna, you're not going to end up with, you know, good results there. Um, and then I, the people with a defined G center, like especially uh, for people who have it undefined, they can they can be 
um, like a source of strength for people who have it undefined. So um, they may look, I I don't know that I necessarily call it leadership, but like the sense of direction, they may look to people who have it defined like as a sense of, okay, where should we go or what should we do? Um, And what can happen sometimes with people who have it defined, like uh, they can, um, you know, put too much of an emphasis on thinking that they, they know the direction for everybody. And so they can initiate like um, leading others, you know, in in a certain direction. And, you know, it's, I mean, that works if somebody, if somebody comes up to you and asks you, you know, or like, like if you're responding to something as a generator or a manifesting generator, but you know, if you're just looking at other people and thinking, you know, what's right for them, like even, like, even, you know, like, like, oh, like that person would be perfect for you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a, like a relationship um, that, you know, if, if you're not, if somebody's not asking you, it's not, it's not healthy to, to just blurt that out. It's not, you know. Right. So one thing, just a quick add, I, um, through conversing with some people with that open G and, and trying to figure out where they want to be, like as far as like in state wise or whatever, they'll use astrocartography. Yes. And that's kind of a fun, um, a fun way to kind of narrow it down. Like if you're looking at a map and going, okay, I'm not feeling good in the space or in the environment that I am, I need to make a big change. And of course still use your strategy and authority, but to kind of give, um, at least a, a narrower than the whole world aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard people using astrocartography. And then Ra has also mentioned to use the. Um, the uh, yeah, he says the unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Use the, uh, the unconscious, the, uh, the design yeah, which, side. Yeah. Which is. Or right. the 88 degrees. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So that's fascinating. I have not done that yet. I have that on my bucket list. Um, I think it would be kind of fun to uh, just experiment with and. I have not done it. I've done it with my um, birthday, but not the uh, design side, uh, yeah. 88 degrees prior to birthday. Yeah, we were so. talking about that. So, so where does California fall? Because <laughs> you, is it, is it, in does it show up? Personality, yeah, it, it falls really? right in the, yeah. Yeah, okay. it yeah, it's interesting. No surprise <laughs> though, because you were talking about like, because you and, and your um, boyfriend are out there right now for a little short trip and you were talking about how it just really, like, you just feel like you're just in the flow of, what yeah, do you know for that for the astrocartography? I I don't. Um, I think it's in Jupiter. Oh, okay. Now okay. I think okay. it's in Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, I think because we're kind of like running way over. Um yeah. so uh, you about ready to wrap I am. it up? Okay. Thanks so much for joining us today. In our next episode in the Nine Center Being series, we're gonna be talking about the ego or the will center. If you'd like to see uh, the show notes for today's podcast, you can find them on our website at www.alignandachievebydesign.com. The show notes will be listed under podcast episode 20. If you'd like to join us as we continue our, our exploration into the nine center being, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks everybody. Thanks.